Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. You're now listening to MIA Radio. Who put this thing together? DJ Kev. DJ Zayas. Let me highlight my real Miami motherfuckers. You gotta be kind of like, like confident in your abilities, especially me. I, I felt like I'm still young, and I still feel like if I lose it all, I can start it over. And if I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that now. I don't want to regret it later. Yo, it's MIA Radio. Damn, already starting, right? Episode 42. 42. We're on location yes, once a- again. Another remote. Another one. I'm kind of getting used to this. Though. Right? Like Me too. Me We're too. in the Dunder uh, Mifflin, Mifflin offices. offices. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dunder- we, can't, we don't want to give it away. Exactly. Though, but we are in the Dunder Mifflin offices. We will be posting on our story just so you guys know <laughs> that it's real. But uh, yeah, we got a special guest today. I've known this man for a very long time. I mean... When I started DJing Oof. is when I got introduced to this man. He's uh, He was in the nightlife game for a minute, and then he uh, he, cause he transitioned into, yeah, he evolved, we into can a say. businessman. So, I mean, that's why I definitely wanted to have him on the podcast, because I think it was a unique uh, perspective of how. And it's somebody that, a name that came up early. Yeah. Early, early, when we talked about guests, people in the nightlife, and people that have like I said, evolve, transition, whatever you want to call it into what they're doing now. So we got Otto Perez. Otto Perez in the building. AKA Mr. Dice in the building. What's up, man? How you feeling? You good? It's going well, boys. Thank you uh, <laughs> for having me. Oh man, thank you. Thank you for opening the doors to Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Welcome to uh, the paper company. But yeah, uh, yeah, man, that's what we definitely want to have you on because I, I think it's interesting how like it's not like that more, not that you quit the nightlife, but I mean, because you were from what I remember, I mean, you, you're going to refresh my memory, but you were, like, killing it. You you did the all-ages thing. You did the club thing, promoting thing. I'm pretty sure you managed the club at one point. Yes, Might have sir. owned one, kind of. Yeah, we uh, we dabbled in a couple of uh, right. both of those things. Exactly. Right. You did it all, and then you kind of stepped away and, and to, you know, build your own little empire, which I eat at, like, twice a week. So. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Fire, dice. Yeah. I see the stories. I see the stories. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you kind of can uh, take us back to where you started. I know you guys did house parties and all that. I still have you as Auto Dynasty on my, on my phone book. Okay. okay. So, so, yeah, you could break the, it down for us. school name. Um, yeah, dude. Um, I mean, I imagine I'm 30 now, so time time flies. Yeah. I started doing that, you know, 16, uh, 17 years old while uh, still in, in high school. We first started with the with the house parties. At, at first, it was it was more of a thing. Just honestly, um, it was fun, but it was it was it was to make money straight right. up. It, yeah. it was to make money. I've always since I was young, 14 years old. If it was selling candy, um, you know, those little big boxes that would right. come with the assorted candies and right, go house right, to house right. sell them. Or I would work at a keg store uh, when I was young, and then I worked at Metro PCS. I've always hustled. Always hustled. You know, nice. I'd like to pay for my own things. I don't like nobody asking for something. Um, you know, I remember being young and 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 you know, and involved in school, always knowing a lot of people. You know, playing sports and and just being involved, uh, going to house parties. And I'm like, yo, dude, I can I can do this. Right. Do it better, and make money. So it really just started out to like for fun slash making slash making money. And I mean. We started out doing doing house parties, and we literally turned it into into a business. At a certain right. point, we would uh, rent out people's houses for a couple hundred dollars. I mean, at certain points, we were calling the cops on ourselves just to like <laughs> yeah. that's so, how much of a business yeah. it came. It yeah. wasn't even like yeah. you know we're out here to have fun. Because I, I remember like everyone every, back in the day, everyone was doing those house parties, but it was more of like yo, like oh, I want to do a house party so I get everyone in my crib and like you know be the guy. But at that, I remember when you guys started doing them, I was like yo, but. Like they're, it's fun, but they're not all about that fun. Like they're they're being smart. No, about no, it. we we would we were logistically panicked with a yeah. doorman, a guy. Because you, once you started doing a couple, you realize there was certain things that would affect your house party. Like if you parked in front of a, in front of a person's lawn, they were gonna call the cops quick, right? You know, and if you really wanted to make money, you wanted the party to at least last till one in the morning, twelve o'clock at night. Which you know, being seventeen years old back then with no social media and all like that, you know, that that feels pretty late at at, yeah, at, right. that, at that age. Is staying out pretty late, and you know, technically. 
by law you really can't shut nothing down until until a certain time which i think is 11 on the right. week on the on the uh, weekends or 12 or midnight yeah or midnight right you know so but they can't shut you down if you're blocking driveways if you're causing a yeah, disturbance all the loopholes right? so we were like we turned that shit into a business it was like hey you got a guy making sure that no one's blocking no one's parking lot Damn. um you know guy at the door making sure that no one's going outside with beer bottles and drinking in front of the street or smoking pot or, or whatever and, that's crazy and, and, we just we would do a party and pray it didn't get raided that was that was always the <laughs> you always got to pray a little bit right, but, exactly. but we take it the extra step and and you know it really turned into a business and it's something that we liked and and from that it, it, it grew you know we had a following you know at the same time we want to make sure that the experience was pleasurable because even if we were doing the parties we wanted to make sure that they were good parties right, right. not what the fuck you you know even five bucks for a 16 year old is a lot of fucking money right you know so we we turned into a business and one thing led to another we like we started doing all ages parties i remember i was uh selling tickets for one of those fucking parties um like heaven or something yeah like, space space like heaven and i was like i mean yeah they're bringing three thousand people i can't pull three thousand people myself but i can do this shit on my own and that's when um i had known chino for a while already chino man chino i am chino i am chino <laughs> the most winning the most winning. That's, that's my boy that's my boy of course man it's day um, one right there super day one so we linked up and he was already doing um you know like 18 and over stuff and things like that but i was like he he basically had all the connects and he introduced me to a lot of the a lot of the world and the first thing that we ever did was uh salsa lovers mm, that's there we right go. yeah it was that so was you got to talk about that though <laughs> you gotta oh, break that down because wait but salsa lovers they they had been doing it before and they then they kind of they, they, stopped. they stopped it like whoever was doing it um you know it basically died out he just didn't stay on top of it right. or whatever and we were the fresh new faces yeah. on, honestly and and like i told you we 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 ran that shit like a business. It wasn't like we were out there just going to throw a party. We were out there to make money. We, so we we were like, let's find a spot. We're like, why do I need to go and sell tickets for some for 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 somebody? Like, let's do this thing on our own. So I remember, um, I think I asked my parents for like an eight hundred dollar loan, um, and they lent me the money. I think it was like eleven hundred bucks. I think Chino put up the rest to rent out the space on a, on a on a Sunday. We called it a secret Sundays because yeah. it was in the in the summer. I had just graduated high school. It was two thousand seven and whatever we we started we started renting it out the first sunday that we did it line down the block yeah, yeah, down the block i'm talking about like in a space that probably fits like 700 people and 700 people tight we're probably right. there's probably like 2,000 people i remember going to the meeting at tropical park, <laughs> we, at tropical park. <laughs> we, we, we literally uh we set it up to where we had pe like uh like ambassadors in every school yeah. you know if it was southwest coral park braddock ferguson etc and sunday was a day that you weren't really competing with nobody else especially in the summer you know so kids don't mind if you were 16 17 even 18 years old going out on a sunday because there was no school it was, yeah. a, it was a summer i mean we even took it to the point where we had a guy in the bathroom selling candies and, no way. you know like taking tips and we would take a percentage of his cut we had a bar wow. selling selling uh Damn, you had a, a bathroom attendant at all ages we had a Damn. bathroom attendant wow. shout out to my boy monkey eddie uh he, we had, he was our bathroom attendant uh that's funny that's man. hilarious at the time we had bartenders you know it was like our girlfriends at the time you know everybody that was involved we, we had all the djs if it was uh if it was you or we had the doral guys like t-row that's and, right let's go from the from like south miami so we had like people from from all over to able to attack all all areas like we really took it logistically wise like that's how do we we make this good and i remember the first first night we did it we we pulled in like eleven thousand dollars or something like that you know like after expenses and everything we might have spent like three grand and I remember I was I had just turned 18 years old about two months before and I took home like three grand that yeah. night you know like that's like a million dollars like an $800 loan what pretty good investment paid them back right there on the spot after getting the money and I used the same money again mm -hmm. for, the, for the next week we realized what we can do better and, and and we did it again and it lasted unfortunately it only lasted four weeks because the guy that was doing it before came in yeah and swooped it and and, and took it from us it was he saw it he's like he's like these kids build it up you know what let me miami come back shit. Yeah. Miami, like, oh, miami shit i built that though let right. me go back came in had the relationship with the with the ownership there probably paid, cut them a little bit check obviously it, it didn't have the success that we had because we realized we really had control of, of the crowd because it wasn't just being able to throw a party there was the experience that you were you were creating yeah um and we had you know a, a strong team you know Zaya and everybody else that was that was involved um but throughout those four weeks i probably must have took in home i don't know ten eleven thousand dollars 18 years old that's you know i was like fuck college yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's like literally the summer you graduate so. yeah it was something yeah. i had just started my miami dade i started miami dade like two weeks after i graduated from high school we were doing these parties while i was there yeah. i remember i would go to miami dade and i would just go and sleep in my car i wouldn't even go to class just so i can tell my parents that i was right. going to school yeah 
just be like, because you know how parents are. You yeah, you're fresh. You're fresh. Like you 18. Go to college, so I was like, nah, fuck this. I'm I'm gonna you know I don't I told him I started making my own money I'm look I'm gonna pay my own shit but I ain't go to school no mijo right fuck this I'm making my own money you can't tell me what what to do you know they're not gonna kick you out of the house for your parents I was like hey look I'm just not gonna go to fucking school so I dropped school like a fucking semester in and I was like yo I'm gonna continue doing this obviously you know ten thousand dollars eighteen years old it's, right it's a fucking million dollars yeah. it's literally yeah. it's literally a million dollars so whatever we use that same we use that same momentum we're like fuck it you know let's not get discouraged let's let's take this to to a different level and that's when that same money those same 10 grand that we had made we started booking actual clubs we're like fuck this we already know we can pull a thousand people and that's when we started doing the visions the apples mm-hmm. uh nocturnal uh metropolis and this was still all ages or you were already still all ages but throughout the, the all ages that's when okay you know what let's Let's double dip. Right. Yeah. Let's start doing the 18 and over. Because they're going to turn 18 soon anyways. Let's do the 18 and over. And then one thing that, you know, even now, but it started at that age was like, I felt like if I ever wanted to do something, I was going to do it my own. You know, even using the restaurant, like, why am I going to work for somebody else or a club or whatever? Whatever I wanted to do, I'm going to make it my own. So I remember like the cachet guys were doing the, the Saturdays at cachets. They were like, yo, they were doing Saturdays. Like, let's go fucking go for, grab Fridays. And I go, come work with us. Not fuck you guys. We're going to do our own stuff. And we started the Fridays there. I think we called it, uh, it would have been Famous Fridays or something like that. It was like me, Chino, T-Row, and Lucho, uh, Broward people, things like that. And that's where we started 18 and over. But at the same time, we were doing already doing the, the all, all ages. ages. The all yeah. ages, you know. So we we basically had half of fucking Southwest Florida from Kendall to like yeah. Coral Gables on lock between 18 and over and all ages. If you went with us to 18 and over uh, to all ages, you eventually turned 18 then you started fucking with us yeah. on the on the 18 and over. So we had like a good rotation uh, going on there. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, so, you know, we're doing the 18 and over. It went pretty well. Um, after a while, we... Uh, we, we 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 took it a step further and we transitioned away from the from the all ages we're like you know what we're getting a little older even when i mean a little older i'm talking about 20 years old i'm not yeah. even talking about it <laughs> but it's no, still, people, but it, I mean, people it's, stayed it's a short window <laughs> some, some people stayed there like in, well into their almost 40s though. Yeah, yeah they might still be there <laughs> yeah. um but that's another story um so whatever we're like you know what let's let's just focus on on this because this has a little more of a longevity to right. it you know you don't want to be the 22 year old guy or even 21 year old guy 20 year old guy you know going we were, we were bombing high schools at five in the morning yeah. with posters and shit like that you know like that wouldn't even you're gonna catch myself doing that near school now get arrested right, but we were doing stupid shit like that back then i remember school would open at three o'clock i would walk by the line of buses outside of braddock and i'll just throw flyers inside the buses or think like i wouldn't think tw- like i wouldn't even yeah, consider doing that now yeah, like like we're doing wild stuff. Well, I mean, those all ages don't even exist anymore. They don't. They, the magnitude they, that they, they don't yeah. exist, and they started dying out towards around that yeah. time. That time, um, for whatever reason it, it was, they started di- uh, dying out. So we kind of uh, shied away from from doing that. We let like uh, all the younger guys that work for us kind of take over that scene and you know help them however we want. Then even try to eat off of them, just like you know you take it over. Yeah. You guys, let's focus on this. And that's when I linked up with the cachet guys. You know, we were doing the parties, and it was basically like either you you join me. Or I join you guys, or we go out here with each other, right. and whatever. It's when we started doing. I started join. I joined Cafe Saturdays. I started working with like Alex and Scuba Brian. And, and Brian. And <laughs> you gotta shout out Brian. Yeah, go. shout, out, shout out to, <laughs> to, to Brian. He's actually B. listening. <laughs> no doubt. What's up, B? And um, whatever we joined those guys, and but at the same time, like I said, I've always done my own thing, so I would continue to do my own thing. If it was like Park West Fridays, I always kind of like. I joined the the movement that are the people that were doing it correctly at the time, but I also wanted to do my own thing. I never wanted to be like, like held down by 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 anybody. So, obviously, started doing that, and whatever that went well for for years. I mean, we we did we did pawn shop, we did apples, we did nocturnal, uh, you know, we did nocturnal, we did park west, we did everything, and that you know that went really well. I'm talking about I was, I don't know, clearing two three thousand dollars a week. At 19 years old, yeah. up to like maybe like 21 ish around around there, you know, it was it was big and it was cash cash money cash, too, yeah. you know, off the books, yeah, straight, off the straight, books, yeah. straight 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 cash, you know, don't <laughs> don't tell the IRS, um, but it was straight cash at that time and even at that even I'm telling you what if I'm making three thousand dollars right now that's still a lot of money and I was 19 then I'm 30 yeah. now give me three thousand dollars I'm happy as shit cash yeah but um but we were making you know making that kind of money and I was you know I was doing whatever I bought a boat I bought property i was just like you kind of think that you kind of think it's going to come forever especially you get used to that lifestyle once you when you start making less even if you start making 1200 dollars a week yeah which is still a lot of money it hits you though it's like because you accommodate you accommodate yourself and you set yourself you're like oh you know i'm making x amount and then you're like 
maybe I can give myself this luxury. But then when you stop, that's when you feel it. And you're like, fuck, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. Or, and you're very naive at that age, you know, yeah. and you're like, you feel like it's going to last forever. Yeah. Or like even that lifestyle or that party, you're going to be able to bring people for, forever. And then all of a sudden you start hitting like, like the wall. You're like, you know, people start aging different, start aging out, out of your age group. And it becomes harder to bring people or clubs are closing down or, or they're cracking down on underage drinking or whatever it is. And all of a sudden it's like, shit. You know, I was riding this high. What the fuck do I do now? Yeah. And it started becoming, like, not fun anymore. Yeah. And, it, like, at first it was about the money and having fun. Then it became, like, a real job. You know, it's kind of like that saying, if you don't like what you do, mm -hmm. you're never yeah. going to really, like, enjoy it. You know, like, be happy right. with it. And it became like that. And, uh, I mean, one day to another, I just stopped. I just said, fuck this. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, I, was I had moved out uh, at 19 years old because I was making that kind of money. And... I was, you know, partying every day, you know, just living the life, living the life. And not like we've all been there, we not even know. like, being, yeah. not even being unhealthy, you know, but just like not being focused, yeah, right. you know, because you're eating shit every day, you know, if it's chicks or if it's drinking, it's whatever going on on the boat every Sunday and you're making less money and continuing to do all those things. You're just really losing focus and you don't really start enjoying it when you feel like you gotta start being fake to get people to come out hey you know yeah. reaching out to them hey how are That's you doing like the worst I, it's, it's the one the worst. thing i hated like i like, still hate it like yeah, i don't i mean no but there was a point where i think we had to like kind of play that game and i would just like be like bro i don't even i don't even want you to go bro. i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> I even do it show up when when we were playing the game like i was a little bit older so like you guys i'm like yo my friends are long past some yeah. of the shit we were doing so like, but I, what you're talking about, it's, it's not like a reality check, but it's kind of like it kind of makes you check your head and you're like, yo, where am I? Like, what yeah, am, what I, am doing? I doing? Like, like, why am I doing? And this? that's exactly what happened. Because yeah. in the beginning, you know, you're real young. It's real easy to hate to like tell a couple of chicks, hey, come party. You know, let's hang out. It just becomes yeah. like a, it's like a vibe. It's a hangout. It's a place. But after when it became kind of like a job and you're like trying to get people out because yeah. this is what it's gonna make letting you right. letting you eat, it became very like frustrating and like and like it just creates like a negative thing inside your mm -hmm. head. It was like I felt like I had to be fake to people that people that I didn't even like. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I can be a little introverted at times and I just don't I wasn't fucking with you, but I'm like let's say I example I don't fuck with Zaya, but I'm telling I'm being fake and mm -hmm. I'm telling Zaya, hey come out to my party, it's gonna be very good. Maybe the party is very good, but I don't fuck with Zaya. Yeah, so I'd yeah. rather I'd rather not do that to get him to come out because I feel like I'm being fake because yeah. I don't fuck with him. And but that I'm person shows up and then you're like, damn. But, but you're doing it because you need it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you're be so like internally, you, you, you know why you're doing it, but in your head, you're like, damn, I'm being fake as fuck. I don't like being fake. So I was like, at one point, I was like, you know what, man? I'm, I'm out of this. I'd rather just like be at peace with myself and not make any money. So I mean, one day to another, I mean, I, we, I continued after the cachet guys. We started doing, um, I think it was like breaks or whatever they called it, Voyage or 66, whatever they called it after that. On uh, Biscayne. On Biscayne. Yeah. Uh, right there in Brickle. Yeah. And then after that, I remember we uh, leased out Ink Nightclub from Mandy. Uh, we sold Metropolis. Oh, we, that's right. We, isn't that where Rockwell is now? Or no? It's like a, a block. Like a block, half yeah. a block, a couple stores down. So we leased out that. We did that for a while. Me and Danger from, from Broward. Shout out to my boy Danger. Um, and that went really well, but obviously we were doing like 21-ish and over yeah. on, so on <laughs> South Beach, yeah. bringing like on a club that fits 600 people. I mean, we got shut, we got raided once, and then another time. What was the spot? Uh, Ink. Ink. We got raided once, and then another time we got, uh, I think we had Mike Posner and Big Sean before Big Sean was Big Sean. Right. Uh, That's when they used to roll together. Yeah. And, and, we sold the fuck out of that place. I mean, Mandy was lent, Mandy was. I basically owned the club. It was five G's that he would um, charge me for a Friday night, and I was able to keep everything from bar, door, wow. oh, whatever. So you know, we were doing like twenty three, twenty four thousand dollars nights. But we got shut down once, and another time someone cut the fucking power. I don't know. We still to this day don't know what happened, but the power just went out in the middle of a pack club. I remember I'm, I'm sitting at the on the floor of the bar just hiding out because everybody's asking for their money back oh and it's God. like the power doesn't come man. back on. It's just like crazy anxiety effect. And I, after that happened, I was like, man, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I don't even care. I think anymore. that's 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 kind of something that happened. I always mention, I always make these thoughts when people tell these stories because just to relate to DJ because I think that's what kind of happened to us too in the sense of like, I mean, we weren't making crazy money, but we were doing the spots. We were doing the parties. We were playing the to-be-seen spots, but it was such a job for us that, like, we both literally pulled out. Boom. Pause. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, haven't, we, haven't, we haven't used any pause, but, yeah, we literally just, like, 
said, yo, you know what? I don't care the look. I don't care what it is. I'm not even getting what I would thought I was going to get back, but this is not for yeah, me. And it, like he said, it became like a, like, cause I mean, every time I would go DJ, I would be excited. Like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play music. Like even in the all ages, I remember like, yo, I'll go play for free. Like, I don't, I don't care. It was fun. It was fun. But then yeah. those gigs started becoming like, I'd kind of be tedious. dreading. Like, it's oh tedious. my God, like, who's going to scream in my ear? Yeah, you would, gonna... you would feel literally like you're clocking into work. Yeah. And then like, if we would open, It'd be like, all right, when the headliner would go on, it was like our lunch. So we could do whatever we wanted. <laughs> yeah. And then when we had to close, it's like, fuck, we got to go back to class. Yeah. We got to go back to work. Which, which is fine to clock into a job. It's okay, you know, but it, but, has, to be, it has to be a pleasurable yeah. experience. Exactly. And, it, and it wasn't pleasurable anymore. It was, it was like very stressful. It was very reliant on, on you and the experience you're providing to people and then having to get people to come out. Everything's was, falling on you. Everything, yeah, it just yeah. changes. Everything changes. So I was like, it was, it was like, we're still making money, but I was like, I just, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore because I wasn't happy. I was like, I'd rather be poor and not do shit. So I literally stopped doing everything. From one day to another, I was like, fuck this. Literally fuck this. I remember I couldn't even pay my rent. I moved back home. My dad had to lend me like six hundred. I went from making three thousand dollars, a thousand dollars, you know. I'm talking about from eighteen to like twenty-two years old. I think I moved back at twenty-two. I must have made I don't know two, three hundred thousand dollars or something mm -hmm. like that, you know. Which you're averaging I don't know seventy, eighty a year or whatever, which is cash. Yeah, you know that's really like let's a say a hundred just to kind of yeah, it's a hundred straight straight cash yeah. and you know. Not real big expenses. Yeah, I paid my car five hundred dollars a month in car insurance yeah. and shit like that. But I blew through almost all the fucking money. I, I did buy a prop. I did buy a property that was one of the best investments I did at nineteen years old, which I'll get to that story later. Um, but twenty two years old, went back home. I didn't have a dollar in my bank account, and I had uh, credit card debt like twenty five G's in credit. Not a dollar. I could not pay my cars, but I that's, went fucking back home. That's how unhappy you were. You're like, yo, I don't even care. About I don't this. care. I was I was willing to like you know fuck up my credit. Um, and I went back home and I couldn't even pay my car. I had a, I had a 2007 Chrysler. So the car, the car was already like three years old. I probably owed like two years on it. My dad lent me like $500. And I was like, I, I, I'm done. I'm done. So I just went back home and I kind of just like three months didn't do shit. Just kind of like sat in my head and just like went to go to the gym and probably smoke a little pot during the day. <laughs> just like coasted, coasted, super, yeah. co super coasted, you know, but. I started like even feeling healthier uh, uh, again, you know, like because like, your mind, you sorry, clear your mind. Up. The first month was a little depressing, yeah. but after that, it was kind of like, all right, cool. What am I gonna do? Like, all right, shit, you know, you gotta do something. So I remember, um, I got my real estate license, and I'm like, cool. I mean, you know, I like it. I've already bought properties. I own two already at the time. Luckily, I own two properties at the time. Yeah, I was broke. I didn't have a dollar to my name, and I wasn't making any of the income because I would help my parents with the income from these rental properties that I had. Um, you know, also that's another thing. When we when we when we started Zaya, was like the beginning of the financial crash. Right. Yeah. Which really affected a lot of like you know we we might not know it, but when looking back at history, it fucked up a lot of like the, the decisions that we made were affected by that like unconsciously because people did not have money to go out as much. Yeah. You know, people's parents were fucking losing their houses. I know my parents lost mad properties. Yeah. You know, you're talking about houses that were worth five hundred thousand dollars were worth. 180,000 in yeah. 2010, 2009, you know, so we fell into that moment. So that's right. When I stopped doing it, it was like the peak of the fucking crash, whatever. I went back home. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me do uh, real, real estate, which at the time wasn't the best thing because we were just in the fucking middle of the crash. Who the hell's fucking buying houses? Yeah, nobody, nobody, got, is, yeah. nobody got money. Everybody's waiting. Everybody's waiting. Um, so I went, I did that. And I started dabbling in that for a while. I liked it and I still do it. I, and I, I, I like it still. And it's something still that I, that, that I, I'm glad I did because I, even though I don't use it like the license or, or anything like that the knowledge that you gain from it is something that you right. use in the real world and I would recommend to anybody because it's 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 things that you use on the daily regardless if it's a applying for a, a home loan or looking for houses or even a, a rental property that you want to get because you're moving out from your parents house or you're just moving from your property those are knowledge that's very good to have because it's, it's very um, useful so i did that and i was doing that for a little bit you know i made a little bit of money i was surviving i would say right. and um and i was going to take it a little a little further but then the opportunity came up to uh to work at, at a club i was uh, like a watcher they 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 wanted me to help out um, I knew the person who owned it they had just uh, sold it from they had bought it from Teresa which is the original 
the original ownership. I had worked there before from the all ages. I had done Monday night, college nights there, even Thursday nights, a couple, and several several all ages. So I was very familiar with with, with the club, and they wanted me to help out in, in the office, like, you know, doing a little bit of marketing, like simple things, you know, helping out with the Facebook, Instagram, organi- helping organize events. Nothing crazy. I think I was getting paid like 500 bucks a week. I was, it was basically like a nine-to-five job. Um, but it was it was bringing me income and it was steady. So I like yeah. it wasn't like I was out there hustling, inventan- yeah. inventando, like yeah. doing something to make money because like real estate, yeah, you make money. But first of all, it's commission based. But if you're not making money on real estate, you're inventando in other shit that I'm not gonna mention <laughs> that you shouldn't be doing. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. at the, at the, like when you're young, you you kind of you feel like you're you, nothing's gonna happen to you, but you know you're doing shit that you really should not be right. doing. You know? Right, right, right. Uh, illegal things. We know, bro. <laughs> but whatever. I guess... Uh, Our listeners do illegal <laughs> stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. Illegal stuff, and especially, you know especially when you're young, you know, yeah. you're, you're willing to sell whatever. Right, right. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, so I, I got... I got I got offered that, and I was like, fuck it, you know, let me do it. I'll do both things, and... And I started working there, and I think after, like, two or three months, I mean, my knowledge was pretty extensive. I have been... I've worked before going in there. I had worked in 20 fucking different clubs, and yeah. do every every fucking promoter in Miami I knew them from the old guys to the to the to the young guys just from being in the in the scene in the gut, right and you know obviously I've experienced 20 different different clubs from the back end so when it comes to logistics and like that those are things that I'm pretty good pretty good at and obviously I, I, I got better at it so whatever I was working in the office they're like hey cool why don't you manage a night all right cool I'll manage a night I started managing the college night on Thursdays so I forgot who was doing it but it was someone that I used to work with before it might have been Coloma I think. nah Coloma had just left so whoever came after him oh I don't remember um so I started doing the Thursday night I was probably like 23-ish at the time so I was very relatable to the to the Thursday night crowd that was going there the college crowd you know one thing led to another okay cool we want you to become the assistant manager started working every night cool uh, that lasted like about a year, and then after that, I ended up becoming the the GM of the of the place and running the whole operation. It went from the owner micromanaging the previous GM to a little bit of micromanaging me to basically me just taking over the whole place. I, I felt like I was doing a pretty decent job that it was comfortable for the ownership to not really even show up or hit me up or whatever. Just was, put it in your hands, though. Yeah, put it in my hands, and um, and I felt comfortable like that. I, I, I don't know, um, being allowed to, to do things your own way is very important, I, and I really apply that in um, in my business now. Uh, but we yeah, so I basically started doing the own place. We started, you know, I was running by myself five, 6,000 people concert. It was Nicky Jam, it was Oscar De Leon, with, on a given day, 160 staff members between waitresses, security guards. That's crazy. That was before the huge Latin. Yeah. I remember, because I remember they would get friggin' Joel Irandi and all these artists. I mean, artists that... We're around the first time around that we're still putting out like but that was like the number one go to spot for like events for like Latin, yeah for I mean sure. I mean we paid like, Nicky Jam like nine grand in, that's like, what I'm yeah. saying like, yeah dudes dudes that that popped the first time that are popping around like in that Zion Lennox in that little back then they were making less than ten grand a night you know dudes that are making hundred grand a night now you know like you know we're paying more for people like Oscar De Leon like forty racks or something right. like that but we're getting guys like Zion Lennox both of them for like twenty five G's you right. know things like that it was before like the real yeah. the second the, the second coming the second coming right. that, that would be a good right. way to, to way to call it but even that like Nicky Jam was had obviously fallen off and we did him it was just right when he came out with the new C D or the Pedon or whatever. Yeah, that was the and beginning. we and we had booked him before the, the the CD came out. It was probably one of the craziest concerts we have, which was like seven thousand or six thousand people. Which it's a lot of pe- it's it's not like a crazy, it's not a fucking arena. But for the spot, but for a parking lot, yeah, you couldn't walk in that damn place. Yeah. I remember um, we did so well in that concert. Um, I was obviously the GM, and I had to count all the fucking money. My hand hurt for three for like a week from counting <laughs> from counting money. Wow, I had never counted so much money in my that's life. Some, I've seen some, a lot. I've seen a that's lot some of, white people problem right there. I've seen <laughs> I've seen a lot of money, but I've never actually counted it. And I'm not Can talking I get about the like Scarface machine, bro. Bro, they don't believe in that shit. There, <laughs> I have to count it by hand. And you're yeah, talking fine. about like people pay like it's a lot of twenties. Like yeah. you know, if you're counting, if you're counting three hundred thousand dollars in hundreds. You'll you'll go by pretty quick. But it's in twenties, like twenties, yeah. What? Yeah. Dude, my wrist hurt for like a week. I ain't gonna lie. It took me like hours to mm-hmm. count like three hundred thousand dollars and divide it up in like packs of like five and ten thousand um, dollars. But uh, whatever. So that that went well. I was doing that for a while, um, and yeah, it was going it was going good. But at the end of the day, it, I started falling back into the same routine. The same realm, right? It was it was 
bro, nightlife, nightlife is fucks you up. It consumes you. It consumes you. Consumes you. you got out. They pulled you yeah. right back. Pulled in. you right back exactly. in. You know the, the money. The money was pretty good. You know I was, I was I had I had no boss basically. You know I had the ownership, but they didn't really fuck with me too much. You know I called all the shots, which was cool. You know, um, but in the day it's still it's still a job and it's not yours. You know, so as you can work as hard as you want, and you're still making the same amount of money. Right. I can work. Very little, and I'm still making this amount of money. But that's not the type of person I am. I'm always gonna do my best, no matter no matter what. No. Um, but I was, you know, you get burnt out, and then you start falling into like, especially when you start getting like comfortable and very routineish, which is like very, club centers are a little routineish because you're opening mm-hmm. every Thursday, every Friday, every Saturday, every Sunday, seeing the same people. You start falling into like bad habits, you know, waking yeah. up late, mm-hmm. drinking, you know, out of shape, out of yeah, shape, eating you know, late, eating, all this shit, yeah. e- eating late. You know, I was. I was drinking at least once or twice a week, getting crushed with right. a bar, with, some, with a bartender or something like that, you know. And then you just kind of start detouring from from things, and it's like every day you're up, you know, one p.m. because you went to sleep at six yeah. at six a.m. But even if you wake up at one p.m. and you went to sleep at six a.m., think about the hours. You only slept five hours. Yeah, you but rested. You're not really rested, but your body automatically wakes up. Yeah, you know. Now I get fucking seven eight hours. If I don't get my seven eight hours, I probably won't even come into work. You know, I, I need I need that sleep. But back then, like you're so stuck on that schedule that like, if you sleep six hours, you feel rested. But really, you're not you're not rested. Yeah, no, yeah. And after a while, that kind of takes a toll on on your physical, on your mental, or whatever. So uh, I was there and I met my. Uh, we had just leased out uh, the kitchen at the at the club. So basically, like I said, I was everybody's boss there. I didn't really fuck with too many people there. It was like a little bit of a language thing, even though my Spanish is very good. It was more of like a language cultural thing. So so we didn't really relate as much to people there. So when I came in, I was straight business, you know. I would mess around and talk to a lot of the bartenders that were a little closer to my age and things like that. But mostly it was like a cultural thing, and I wasn't really like friends with anybody there. So I came in every day and just it was straight business. We're here to work. This is what you need to do. And it sucked, you know, to be a 25, 24-year-old guy telling a 45-year-old man what to do. But yeah. it was it was the, the way of the game, man. It was the way of game, you know. Yeah. It was either it was either doing my way or I'll go f- or cool, you know. I don't even get mad. Yeah. I'll find somebody else. I'll do your job. Oh, you don't fuck with me. You're gonna try me. All right, cool, man. You know, thank you for your time. Yeah. Have a good day. Right. Hire somebody else. I don't, right, give a fuck. Fuck. I don't give a fuck if you get mad. Um, so we leased out the kitchen to to this guy named uh, Caesar. He was a part owner of Los Perros, the hamburger and hot dog. Oh, that's right. That little right. corner had was giving out food at one point yeah, right? yeah so we leased out the kitchen and he took over the kitchen and um so i wasn't technically his boss he it was like a sublease he, he, yeah he contracted out he ran the kitchen and he was there for like a year so we became really good friends um you know he was, a, it was uh, the cultural thing was a lot closer you know we got like a we got like a nine-year gap difference but that ain't shit when you're older you know it's, yeah. it's, um but we we're culturally the same you know um so we became very good friends i would hang out in the kitchen a lot talk to him a lot and and you know, one thing led to another, and I was like, "Hey, man, we should we should do something. You know, we should do something. I got a little bit of money saved up. Um, you know, I'm, I, I kind of want to do my own my own thing. You know, the plan in the beginning was to to do my own thing and continue working at the club. So we were there for like a like it, it, we manifested it, and we were there just for like a year talking about it, whatever. So we kind of after manifesting it, being there for a year, right? Cool, let's try to put it into play. I remember we." Uh, we brought it into we brought it out to two investors friends of ours one uh, one friend of his and one common friend of, of both of us and we're like hey you know what do, what do we do you know we're like we're like let's not do hot dogs and hamburgers because he was already in that game doing those sparrows right. and this is kind of like when the health movement started coming you know talking about we opened dice in 2015 so this this conversation was happening like around 2014 okay early 2014 maybe late late 2013 more late 2013 i think um it's like the beginning of like CrossFit and like yeah, and CrossFit uh, was a little even before that. Was it uh, P90X and, and all that wow, stuff? I like it, about it, that. it was just more like it was like the revolution right. of, of of the online world. So, yeah. so you're being you're being exposed to more information, and a lot of the information you're being exposed to is you know fit, fitness. fitness. You know? I mean, you have all right. the fucking Instagram models doing fitness shit, selling programs. Right. Like, it was like the beginning of of the, of the digital. Even though digital world I start, it was like really of a marketing of, really of a marketing beca- age. Of, I mean, really be of. really becoming mainstream. You're talking about it's like iphone 3 iphone 4 times yeah. you know so it's like really like, like phones that are doing all these all these things so we're like hey you know we can't really do hand dogs and hamburgers because when they, they we're trying to get a sales you know and yeah we can have the fucking best hot dog and hamburger place mm. other than maybe like shake shack which is like a fast food place and like maybe like a burger fire what hot dog and hamburger place is popping yeah you know, and, and it's also more of like a late night thing too like like los perros los verdes has always been like a stigma like i mean 
Yeah, I'm not eating that during the during day. During the day, that's what I'm saying. Like, God, do you, you guys remember how, how hard we would hit up Los Perros on oh, Bird or, or, one, or, or Los Verdes or Miles on Bird? That was like a party within itself, like at 4 a.m. <laughs> I remember the one on the beach. I used, I was, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, that's when we were doing the beach. Like, we could hit up the one on the beach, and that shit would be lit. It was popping. Always, always. It was, and, but you know what? If I go out now... You won't catch me. I, I go to sleep. I yeah. drink water. Yeah. I go to sleep. You yeah. won't catch me eating at five in the morning. Yeah. Like I, probably, I don't think I've ate at five in the morning in years. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. I think a lot of more people are, haven't done that either because now they're like, "Yo." I, need I mean, I still do everyone. <laughs> I'm, <not gonna> <laughs> I'm on my fast. I need to wake up at this time to eat. Like. But but I mean, my lifestyle. He's seen it. My lifestyle is completely different than it was like a year ago. But at the same time, a lot of my friends don't eat and like and like we we're all kind of on the same. Like we get out of work. You know, we might keep drinking, but. You know, we're drinking vodka soda and like we're not eating, we're not hitting up fucking yeah, Pinolandia. A, a lot of it morning. was habit though. Like yeah. going back to what he said, it was like I was so used to eating after every gig that I was just doing it. It was automatic. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't it was even automatic. Hungry. Hey, let's hit Denny's, yeah. let's yeah. hit Los Perros. And it was a social yeah. thing. Like, oh, oh race pizza. Going. Yeah, it was yeah. social thing. But even now, Raise like that. even the generations now, they don't do it they as much as we much. used to yeah. do it. Yeah. On, either I'm not conscious to it or they're really not because I don't think they're not. Like I don't see those spots popping like yeah. they used to. No, at all, at all. Even I mean, the los perros on the beach. We we're talking about clothes forever ago, and in the beach you have like very few limited late night options, and in Brickle, same thing. Like or you know, Winwood certain areas. It's like food is not like yeah. not the thing. You know, like how many grand slams in Denny did I fucking crush? <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, they knew the waitresses about on Bird in eighty seven. Oh those were the God. homies. Like yeah. they they knew us by name. The fucking yeah. carny looking crackhead. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I know which one you're talking, <laughs> you know talking about, but they were the homies. Like kind of creepy, right? They're like carny looking, but yeah. um, but they they knew what's up. Yeah. Catch us there at six in the morning, five yeah. in the morning, see the sun come up on a Denny's. Yeah. Crazy! I go out now. I'm going straight to sleep. Yeah. Um, but whatever. So we're, we're like, hey, what are we gonna do? So originally we're like, all right, cool, let's do tacos. That was the original idea, and we were gonna call it Border Runners. It was wow, very controversial. Wow, that would not have flown in twenty nineteen. <laughs> that, like that, that was, that was part of the thing. I will probably not wouldn't have flown, but back then, so even like in the, be in the we're gonna do in the entrance, like crossing into this right. country, oh, like type oh, wow. shit. We had to rebrand hard. Uh, well, you never know. Sometimes controversial is good. Part of it was trying to be controversial, but anyway. So we're like, hey, cool, let's call it Border Runners. We're gonna do tacos, um, etc. So we have been um. We have been looking for spots. Um, there was four of us at the time. We were looking for spots, and I had been working. Um, there was a, a sushi spot on Coraway and 120th, 117th, next to where the U-Fit. It was a U-Fit now, but it used to be a Porky's. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? On Coraway, where the... Yeah, yeah, Coraway, where the one, two, theater two. is. Yeah, where the theater yeah. is. There's the, the, it used to be Porky's. Mm -hmm. That back then, it was U-Fit like three years ago, I think it turned yeah. into a U-Fit. And there was a sushi spot right next to it. And I found the lady that was selling it on Craigslist, and I worked it down from like fifty thousand dollars to like twelve thousand dollars for a for a sale of the not the location because you don't own the location. There's a lease, but of the business. The business. Right. I just wanted the business because it was already a permitted uh, uh, restaurant. So I worked it down. So you don't from, have to deal with all the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and to, to turn it over. So I worked it down from like fifty to like twelve grand for like three months. You know, emails going over there, back and forth, etc. Um, and she finally agreed. This is. 2000, late, 2014, late, late 2014, December, November, some shit like that. And all four of us that were in the business, me, Caesar, uh, and the other two guys were, that were in the business, went over there to sign, went with a check, ready to go, and like a release form for that she was going to sell us the lease. And she wants like $2,000 more. I fucking flipped out. <laughs> I lost it. I lost it, man. I lost. It. I threw a fucking chair and everything. <laughs> Damn, Jesus. like I lost it. I was like, I had been working here for three months, and I kind of snapped. I mean, looking back at it now, it was kind of childish, but that's who I am. Sometimes, like, I, I sometimes wear my emotion on my sleeve, and I'm gonna say how the fuck I feel. And especially if we agree to something, it's like a respect thing, you know? We yeah, fact, fact. So whatever. She's like, "Well, oh, I want two thousand dollars more." I was like, "No, nah, I ain't giving you shit. No, I want two thousand more. I'm gonna sell. Right, fuck you, fuck your business. I threw a damn chair, and you're gonna lose this shit." Whatever. The, everybody else that was there was upset at me because, like, damn, we just lost this fucking deal over $2,000. What the fuck is wrong with you, Otto? And I'm like, nah. It's, it's like, I've worked this for three months. You guys don't know how I feel. Like, I, I was really upset. I, it was two grand. We had the fucking two grand. Yeah. You know? yeah anyways, you don't want to get into business with someone like that. I wasn't really going to get into business with her because it was more right, like, right. I was going to take it from her. But she, she threw me a curveball. 
but then she couldn't. She waited till I fucking got there. So yeah. you know, we set up the meeting. This we is got bad the, business. Period. We, we brought the paperwork to do all the fucking transfer. The check was already signed. I didn't even have a blank check on me. If I was like on the spot, all right, cool, let's do it for fourteen instead of twelve. Nah, I got upset. I threw a damn fucking chair, and I was like, "Hey, look, you know, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna lose your fucking business." Ah, fuck this, Auto, you're stupid. We just lost this deal because of you. I don't want to do this anymore. So it kind of fell apart. And whatever, uh, about a month or two went by. But it never really stopped in my head that I wanted. I was still working at the club at the time, and I never really stopped in my head that I wanted to do something. I, I was like, I'm going to do something. If it was a fucking restaurant or a dry cleaner, yeah. I'm going to fucking do something. I need to do something. I, I don't care what it is, but I'm going to do something. So, again, on Craigslist, I found another place for sale. It was the restaurant, the original uh, Diced on West Man, in West Miami and Coral Way. And the guy was selling also for $50,000. And this was... January 2014 and I kept I kept going to eat there two or three times a week the place wasn't even that fucking good it was it was like a knockoff I don't know if you guys ever went to it it doesn't exist anymore of 1909 the the sandwich place that used to be on 57th and Bird the guy used to be a delivery driver for them and he basically knocked off the menu and and copied it and did it in that little spot where Dice is now and whatever he had put it listed that he had well, going to be for sale so I would just go eat there this guy's like, bro, this guy can't really like these fucking sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much, you know? Like something's fucking going on here. So I kept eating there just to like check out the vibe, see what time people will come in, see their operation, et cetera. So after doing that for like six visits, I called Caesar. I'm like, hey, Caesar, you still down to, to do this? He's like, yeah, I'm still down. I'm still down. I didn't call the other two guys because they were the ones that were putting up the money. And it was kind of like, I don't want to be dependent on anybody. Yeah. So going back to what I said, I had bought property. I sold the house that I bought when I was 19 years old. I had bought the house for $18,000. Wow. $18,000 in, in Liberty City. I rented it out for seven years to a lady uh, and her son. Great fucking people. Paid on time every time. When she moved out, I was like, fuck this. I don't want to really deal with the urban neighborhoods anymore. Um, I just didn't feel like safe there going all the time. Like, the people there, neighbors were great. Everybody was fucking great. But I was like, you know what? It's, it's, it's time for, for a change. So I sold the house. Uh, and I sold it, I think, for like $70,000. Uh, from eighteen thousand, oh, and I had to rent it a thousand dollars a month for like seven years. Um, so I called Caesar. I'm like, "Hey, look, man, I got some money. We don't need nobody. You still want to do this? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, cool." So he started coming with me, and we ate there like two or three times. After eating there two or three times, then discussing between ourselves what we were gonna do, etc. We sat down on the counter, and and um, we talked to the guy, and we're like, "Hey, I see that you're selling." or whatever and he goes we're, we have discussed before us what our game plan was we're gonna he was selling for 50 we were willing to offer twenty five thousand dollars up to twenty five thousand dollars we're gonna start that was our max you know we're obviously we're gonna shoot low he right. might go high but we won't go high past twenty five thousand dollars so right when we begin this conversation we already had this preset uh discussed between the two of us we go i don't remember what the fucking guy's name was we're sitting at the counter and he was behind the counter like cooking or whatever and we're like hey i saw on craigslist that you're selling he starts telling us yeah uh this business i did it with this and this person blah 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 but i'm turning in the keys tomorrow wow i was i'm gonna lie and this is this is straight fact i was five seconds away from offering him twenty five thousand dollars but he spoke before me this is straight fact it still gives me chills because it was like i almost fucking threw away twenty five thousand dollars well i can't say i threw it away because i would have done it anyways and probably would the same outcome would have come but i would have had twenty five thousand dollars less um he's like no i'm turning in the keys tomorrow and that's the landlord right there walking behind us on the outside so i fucking go straight outside and i go to talk to the landlord hey look i want this location i want to be the first one in he told me he's turning in the keys i signed that bitch the next day Wow. wow! I told the landlord, "Look, if you give it to me, I'll give you the rent for a whole year." So instead of giving him twenty five thousand dollars, I gave it to the, the I gave it to the landlord, and I paid the rent for the whole year. Wow! And um, and then whatever we the um, dice was born, and we we um we started constructing like two days after. Started fucking knocking <laughs> knocking quick. Sh- knocking shit down, and and this is December. You said this is Jan. This is January. So we signed the lease, the actual lease. This was January of twenty fifteen. We signed the actual lease on February 1st, 2015. That was the official day we signed the lease and we were able to, that was my birthday. So I was like, fuck, this, is a, this was my 26th birthday. Uh, I'm like, shit, this is a fucking birthday. So it's like, it, was like, it was all like in the stars type shit. Yeah, it don't like, work. All like, you know, it's like, I didn't give him the $25,000. I'm signing the lease on my fucking birthday. This is my fucking birthday gift to myself. I'm not spending no money because I'm always going to yeah, go into fact. a big investment. 
uh here and obviously um you know i've done build out now we have six locations soon and we built that restaurant with like seventy thousand dollars there's no way i can build a restaurant now with seventy thousand yeah. dollars like it's impossible <laughs> it's fucking impossible so we built that one and a lot of the work was done just ourselves like on our fucking hands and knees you know there's obviously things that we don't know how to do with plumbing electrical and shit like that but a lot of the woodwork a lot of the building on the tables and things like that obviously uh, caesar was very more i was more i'm more like the assistant you know I, i'm not right. that handy but uh but we built it our, our, ourselves and we we're like all right cool we're not gonna do tacos anymore obviously that that idea oh so you still weren't really sure when we weren't even sure oh the but concept like, wasn't concept wasn't even ready oh, yet. Wow. we're like okay. we're, we're like we're fucking doing this yeah. we don't know what the uh, fuck we're gonna do but shit. we're doing it so we're like cool we need to do something that people eat every day we're like cool you know don't eat burgers every day even tacos you don't eat every day yeah maybe on a tuesday every tuesday because yeah, you're yeah, a fucking yeah. habitual person right. or a, you know fucking trend trend trend, trend writer right yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. hype beast or whatever yeah. <laughs> and you're eating it on every tuesday but we're like fuck it bro what do people eat every fucking day we're like oh you know i mean we're all great raised on fucking rice and beans you go to chipotle people eat chipotle every day they got fucking rice and beans so we're like all right cool it's like let's mix subway with chipotle and then add our fucking own twist to it and that's what we created the menu like you know it was, it was basically a combination of both and, and like i know one or two other concepts and we're like we want it to be something where you can eat it every day and that's basically the idea behind it was just that something that you can eat every day where like, you're not gonna eat burgers every day you're not gonna eat a pizza every day shit yeah. i might not even eat a pizza once a month sometimes yeah, you know right. so we're like hey cool let's create time so we had the we had the concept we already knew what the hell we were gonna do and we didn't have a name we didn't have a name we we're building this motherfucker out we're like two months in uh, construction's like halfway through and we're like we don't have a fucking name we're like writer's block we've gone through like names names but we always have said between both of us that um when we when we think of the name it's 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 you're gonna feel it it's yeah. gonna be like this is the this is this the is one it, like if you're right. dating a chick oh she's the one you know like I've, whatever this is the fucking one and we came up with a bunch of fucking names but i'm talking about hundreds hundreds of names and none of them ever really clicked some we kind of were forcing it and yeah. then when you do like this fucking name and you're so naive to businesses you realize that you can't just come up with a fucking name and use it like i mean we just had chino earlier he couldn't use i chino yeah, because someone yeah. else had it yeah. but you don't know that you know there's certain things like like we're like let's call it fucking i don't know minced or right. let's call it chopped okay cool let's do that all of a sudden you go on the uspto uh trademark there's search and that shit exists. Right. I mean, 10 of them exist. Where you're right. like, shit, that ain't even original nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, so it took us a while. And, and, and really, every fucking name is almost fucking trademarked. It's very hard to be original nowadays. And even songs get repeated. Movies are getting right. remade. Um, so we're like, fuck it, man. We're having writer's block. Let's go to let's go to Winwood, And let's just like disconnect. Let's then do no construction for a day. And we're sitting in the back of my truck. And we were there by, by Panther Coffee on the side. And we're sitting in the back of the truck and we're just like going through fucking names. We're like drinking some coffee or a beer or some shit. It was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. It was like a random day. And this was before, you know, this is 2014, when, 2014, yeah. 2015. When, empty when would. It, it, it was starting. The beginning, yeah. It was starting. Beginning. I don't even think Patio existed or nothing yeah. like that yet. Um, so we're cool, you know, whatever. It's like, and we're like, diced. 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 We're like, all right, cool. Let's search that up. Search that up. Dude. No fucking dice exist. Oh wow, well. that's Not, crazy. Because yeah. when, when I saw you, first saw your restaurant, I was like, oh, I think I've heard that before. It's like it, it's too good of a name. I think that's probably. I was I was shocked too. <laughs> but even when we said it before doing the search, we're like, this is the fucking one. Yeah, you knew. This is the fucking one. We we felt it. We felt it for real. And then we search and like shit, it does not fucking exist. So that's it. That was that's it. We're like, hey, how, how like, many months in was that? while you guys were building because you guys like kind of that was like the fourth month in you kind of had to know a name at some point to like that was like the fourth month in straight up we had the, the vibe we had the menu and everything but we did not have a fucking name we had the colors we had the structure we had the layout but we didn't have a fucking name which is very fucking important you yeah. know something and we, we always wanted something with one word we like that because it's it's, it's more uh, brandable than if it's but like diced up bowls right. dot yeah. com or some shit like that you know it was like just diced you know uh so the name clicked and you know lucky for us it didn't it didn't exist which is a story about it didn't exist and it did uh later on um so whatever one thing led to another and we ended up opening july 21st uh 2015 so that was like about two months ago four years to the day two months ago and now we're at uh five locations man nice wow bro 
That's crazy. That's, and that's how we started. Obviously, there's a lot of in between stuff, up and downs, and things like that. But that's how. That's Sometimes how. you just gotta throw a chair, bro. Right. <laughs> I was, oh, oh, so I was actually continuing a little bit of that. I was still working at the club at the time. Throughout this whole process, I was still yeah. working at the club, doing the same position I was doing. Um, I, I didn't make any money in the restaurant the first year. Um, I, I did not take a salary. I would go. I would get out of work at a. I would get out of work at uh, like six in the morning and then go back into the restaurant. We would open at eleven. I would get there before right out when we opened because you know I was fucking dead, and I did that for like a whole year. Um, I kind of had to do it because I was helping financially support it with a lot of my income. Um, you know, everybody in the restaurant that when we started off, everybody got paid. Every single person that worked for us, every vendor that that we bought from, everybody got paid, and that was very important to our success. That we always, me and Caesar, always put everybody else before before us in in our business because we always had a long term uh, picture. So the first year I was doing both jobs, but again, then I fell back into the same thing when I was like 22 years old. I fucking hated that shit. I was going insane. I was unhealthy. I was tired. I mean, I would go to the restaurant during the first year and take it out on people because I was so fucking right. you know and it took me a while to realize what I was doing I was like shit Otto what the fuck are you doing you're like you're taking out your frustration and your anger on other people even though they didn't do anything and nothing happened but you're still like on a switch that you're like yeah. you're, you're popping off on them you haven't slept and they don't know you haven't fucking slept and you're just fucking screaming at them like, yeah, especially when like you already have your own baby that you you like pump your own life into and then you gotta go to that fucking so I was taking nightlife out, club I was taking it out on both I was taking it out on people in the club and taking it out on people in the restaurant so the the club had just gotten sold and I tried to get out I helped um but they wanted me to be there for the transition. And that transition lasts like four months. I was really trying to help the sale throughout the whole time because I really didn't want to be there anymore. And it gave me a good way to get out and, and leave on good graces. I, I knew I was very uh, essential to the place that if I left, it would have really affected them. Even yeah. if they had someone to replace me, not to be cocky or nothing, no, they, they, said, they you, weren't going to do the job yeah, that I was doing. Yeah, you set the standard pretty high. Exactly. Man. So whatever, I helped the transition, but the people who were doing the fucking transition were a fucking disaster. You had security guards smoking cigarettes. You had the the new manager that they were putting in training at the fucking front door sipping whiskey. I'm just like, what the fuck is going? I can't be a part of this. Yeah. I don't. I, I can't. I can't be. I can't be associated with this because it's not even about my name or like that. I don't give a fuck. It's just like I feel like I'm like I'm closed in a wall because all this shit's going on and I can't control it because I like yeah. I'm, I'm here just in transition. I'm not really like the GM anymore. They're kind of running the fucking place. And I'm July fourth. 2016 we were doing a big party there it was a sunday night and it's ironic because i quit on independence day (laughs) (laughs) your shit just lines up (laughs) i I remember the fucking security guard was like i was still kind of like doing operations and i had been three months or four months in transition and i walk into the fucking vip and the guy just lights up a cigarette and is on his phone in one hand and a cigarette in the other hand and i'm like nah, it's not real life this is not real life security guard does let the vip security guard that's letting people into the ropes is on his phone in a busy ass night, smoking a cig and a phone on the other hand. I'm like, no, no, no. So I snapped on him and he snapped back. And then I, I went to the office and I was like super hot and I was like, why are you even doing this? Why are you getting mad over this? I was telling myself like, why? So I called the, the new owners to the office and the new manager and I'm like, hey guys, I appreciate everything. Here's my keys. Today's my last day. I quit right on the fucking spot. I was like, I just, I told myself like, why the fuck am I doing this? Again, I was like, I'd rather go and bust my ass for my own shit. Exactly. And not, and be fucking poor. Then, then I was literally getting mad over this fucking guy doing it. And I couldn't do anything about it. So I was like, yo, you know what? Why am I even getting mad? Like, yeah. why am I even getting mad? So fuck this. Quit on Independence Day. And, and honestly, it was best, one of the best decisions I, I ever did after that. We were, we were able to uh, start opening Sundays at the restaurant because I had a little bit more time. I was able to contribute uh, physically uh, more into, into the location. I mean, you know, Caesar and, and my brother that were working at the location were working six days a week, 12, 13 hours. They were getting burnt out too. So we were all getting burnt out. I was getting burnt out on my schedule working two jobs and they were getting burnt out fucking doing 13 hour fucking days. Yeah. Six days a week, that'll kill anybody. So then we're like, fuck it, let's start opening Sundays. We start opening Sundays, obviously more revenue start coming in. Three months later, we opened up the the second location. So it was like it, it, it all it all it all it all clicked. Um, like I said, now we're we're here at um, we already opened five, and we're constructing our you know this is secret news because no one knows. Oh. But, um, oh. Miami Lakes. Oh, nice. Miami nice. Lakes coming soon. And what was nice. that one I saw you posted? That's like it's a drive through only. That's the drive through. So that one we actually been building out for over a year. Um, that's our, our location on US One in Pinecrest. Oh, you just added. We added a we oh, there, there was a subway next door, and we mm-hmm. took that over. And well, we're gonna so it's gonna be two locations in one basically. One's gonna be like the actual location, and the other one's just gonna be like a, mm-hmm. a, a like a drive-through on the same uh, property. Gotcha. So, nah, it's cool, man, because a lot of people have those those conversations with themselves, 
of like, yo, what am I doing right now? Yeah. But they never act they never on do them, it. They never they like stuck. move forward or they never like. You have to act. Like find some people don't even. I mean, I've been in positions where like something DJ related, I can't find it, and then when I do, I'm like, it makes sense. But like, it's because I kept doing what I was like. Whatever my goal was, even though I didn't have a goal, I kind of kept doing it. And then when it, you, you realize, you know what, I should do this and this and this. Yeah, because you get caught in, like, especially at night, like, you get caught in that, like, yo, I'm just going to, all right, what's next? All right, I got to do that, obviously. Okay, I got to work here. I got to work here. But then there's a time where you're like, yo, nah, I don't want to DJ there. You got you to gotta be kind of like confident in your abilities, mm-hmm. especially me. I, I felt I like I'm still young, and I still feel like if I lose it all, I can start it over, and if I'm and if I'm and if I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that now. If I get stuck in a job and I'm and I decide to quit at fucking forty or thirty-five, it's not yeah. the same as doing it as twenty-six, twenty-five, twenty-seven. It's a lot easier to 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 start over, you know. So just kind of have like that confidence in yourself that like whatever you're gonna suffer for a little bit, but it's gonna be a lot better, right. a lot better later. And like it's worth it, pays I off. felt like I was smart enough that. Even if everything would have gone bad, I would have lost a seventy or eighty thousand dollars in the restaurant. I didn't have a job at the club anymore. That either I had enough connections or I was smart enough to even like become a realtor or go work at another club or whatever. I felt like even if I didn't have the knowledge to do something, I, ha- I feel like I had the capabilities to, to to do it. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna yeah. trust. I'm gonna trust in myself. I'm not happy here. Do it now. I don't want to regret it later." It's like. Why, if, if I'm 35 and I'm still fucking stuck here, yeah, maybe I got two, three hundred thousand dollars in the bank, but I'm fucking happy. What does that even matter to you? You know? Yeah, and I think that helps with any like endeavor you're gonna do because if you're that confident in yourself, you're like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all in because what's the worst that could happen? You lose it. You what's lose the worst that could happen? You start you again. It. And you start again, and and that's and that part of like a lot of things is fucking happy. It's not just money. You know, like you yeah. can't really put a price on fucking happiness. Yeah. And if you like, you feel confident in yourself that you can DJ in any fucking club in in the, in the United States or in the fucking world. What the hell do you care about that bullshit little lounge over there? Don't yeah. tell me if, because why? Because they're giving you five hundred dollars a week. No, it's those five hundred dollars a week is probably what's holding you back. Yeah. yeah, and you don't. I mean, it takes always takes time to realize that because people get in the game they're just like yo i want it now i want it now but then you realize like yo like i don't you could give me three grand a week like i don't like if you're gonna treat me like that i don't i don't need it like i'll do something else like if i'm not comfortable in that environment because before i was like yo i was just i'm down to dj what's up yeah we were trying to get in pretty much everywhere and once we got in and like once we got those spots it's funny because a lot of we've seen a lot of djs tell us we've seen a lot of djs like act on it and it's like those gigs that everybody wants there's so there have been so many DJs that crash and burn. Not in the sense that they don't do good in the gigs, is that they just literally like that's the tipping point. Like DJs that yeah. have stopped DJing after. And it's those just games. like anything in life. Like you think you're gonna feel a certain way when you get something, and then yeah. it's just like, uh, not really. And then when you get there, you're just like, fuck. This is what everybody's complaining about. Yeah. And then that's when you. That's when I mean, I kind of found myself, and and we found each other, and pause <laughs> in the sense of creativeness and, and finding you know what you want to do and and whatever whatever's gonna make you happy in the end so yeah man but uh i think you know i know otto's got a a oh, lot yeah. of a lot oh, of things yeah. to do right now You're busy busy man six <laughs> so locations. we don't want to we don't want to keep you any longer but uh if you got anything else you want to add or plug or um, social medias nah, man, what's the uh, best way come come check out the restaurant if you haven't promo uh, code I, I, would appre- I would appreciate i would appreciate <laughs> it I, i'm about to get my what is it 10 you get you buy 10 you get one free or something yeah, you buy 10 you get one free hey, yeah yeah reward that, points bro oh, sh- <laughs> need to get a card then nah, not for nothing though dice it's fire it's fire Super and it's good. healthy and yeah. the three sauce combo is the truth no doubt, man. And, we're, and we're always uh we're always innovating you know we're we're always trying to keep ahead of everything you know there's always a lot of changes like we don't want to be stagnant it's you know the world's uh, always evolving so you know there's always there's a lot of changes are going to come that we're going to improve and and we're always open to feedback you know if, uh, and you guys you guys were really i mean this is me as a customer you guys are really ahead of the curve um i mean like you said, like with the health, like, you know, the last five years, the health has been like healthy, being healthy. And then, the, you know, the, the having your concept of easy, accessible food and it's good and it's healthy. Like other people have copied it. And like, you know, you guys were like, I remember when you guys came out, it was like, damn, like this is legit. I mean, what is it's it? good. What's the saying that they say? Um, uh, when you copy someone. Imitation is the biggest form of flattery. There we go. Yeah. As DJs, we deal with that <laughs> one a lot. I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm, yeah, I'm sure you fucking guys do. Like, oh, this yeah. guy's over here looking at your fucking Serato. Like, right, right. Fact, fact. And also, 
every time I go into a restaurant, I notice like, I mean, I know it's probably like a thing you guys got to do, but everyone's always like, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Yeah, we, we, we try our best. I mean, it's hard to control. We have we have 150 employees, man. We have a fucking hundred. I mean, we started from three or four of us to, to 150, so it's uh, it's been a blessing. Um, but we, we try to instill that into 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 every single one yeah. of them, you know, to, to really provide that, that experience because it's... There's a lot of competition out there, man. Restaurants is one of the things that really pop. People are popping off the most, um, and it's it's a hard business. But there's a lot of competition. Why do you need? Why do you guys need to come spend your money at my place yeah. when you can probably get something similar or just the same good or whatever somewhere else? So it, it a lot of times it comes down to experience. You know, it comes down to the service, the cleanliness. Um, you know, the clarity on the menu. It's like all those little details are like subconsciously right. in, in your brain working and it makes you come back because if, if if I don't greet you, if I just come in and I just take your order like that, why are you coming spending your money? And you guys work for that money. I work for my money. When I go somewhere, mm. I want to feel like like I, it was valued. You know, it was like it was it was valued. Like, the experience. And not just about the service. You want to feel like, okay, you know, I got the bang for my buck. Now, if you go there and I feel like, damn, the food was expensive or whatever, you know, because sometimes we get that, oh, the food's expensive. But I'm like, damn, you feel like the food's expensive, but you'd rather pay a dollar fifty less, which is, you know, because they're like, oh, polo tropical or fucking chipotle or whatever. Whatever, yeah. It's a dollar fifty less. It's not even like four or yeah. five bucks. It's like a dollar fifty less. But you're not going to, we use eco containers. You know, we um, we use uh, only white meat chicken. You know, our, our sauces are handcrafted. It's not like we just buy them. And the portions are. And the portions are really big. Huge. You know, so, it's like, so you got to put all these things into consideration where you're like, oh, shit, you know, you're expensive. I'm like, okay, cool. You're going to go pay a dollar fifty for a smaller bowl or a prototype guy that only gives you um, chopped up uh, lettuce and beans. I'm like, all right, cool. Mm. That's, how, that's how you feel. And that's, then you're not really our demographic then, I guess. Right. You know? Yeah, y'all's portions are I think pretty hefty. I think they're pretty, pretty fucking good. hefty. Yeah. I think they're hefty. And, you know, we actually get a lot of commentary that they're not. Like, oh, wow! So, so <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 it's important though because sometimes it's like it, are your best co- the people that complain the most are usually your best customers. Yeah. Like the biggest haters, I mean, obviously there's real haters that like fucking bury try to bury you. Right. But usually the people that are like I come here every fucking day and yeah, they they because they're there every day. They're, yeah. they're, 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 those are the people you gotta listen to. I saw like it took me a while to like really like. That's true. Like That's create like a like like a like a tough skin yeah. to, to those things. At first, I'll get very emotional and take it very personal, but it's not really fucking personal. Nah. But those are your best fucking customers. Yeah. So if they're telling you the portion not good, and you know your portion not good, maybe you're fucking up, and you, maybe your employee's fucking up, you know, or things like that. Obviously, you have the people that don't, you know. It's like I had a guy the other day, uh, Sunday. He wrote a Google review, and he's like, "Actually, I'll pull it up." I'll pull it oh, up. We have the theme. Real life, I'm gonna on tag him. I'm gonna tag him on this. Tag him. We're gonna make a make a. Bro, but you know the portions are good when like you have to be careful when you're mixing it up. Yeah, yeah, fact. When you get the choppy choppy, just it's yeah. all good. But y'all's portions are like the perfect two serving. You gotta like it's like the it's like the perfect two serving because it's like you can eat, and you know sometimes when you're like it happens to me because I'm fat. Sometimes when you're eating, you're like you cross the threshold of like <laughs> putting it away. Like you like you can either keep going or save it. Well, um, you know, before I get to the review, I'm I'm like that too. Uh-huh. I I'm I, I guess from being a child, if you put it on my plate, yeah, I'm fucking it up. Yeah, even to the point where like I gotta take a fucking nap <laughs> a after. Yeah. like I'm fucking it up. So now when I go to the restaurant, um, I generally don't even I half the times I serve myself okay and I serve myself less because I know I'm gonna kill it or I'll, I'll spit I'll be like if I go to the restaurant with you guys we're there for a medium like hey you wanna split a wrap right. cause a whole wrap that's huge it's big, it's big it, puts, it, puts me, it puts me to sleep so I'm the same way I don't I personally <coughs> do not eat a whole bowl I will not eat a whole bowl because I got shit to do in the day yeah, and exactly. I ain't trying to go to sleep you know like yeah I'll feel good in a little bit but it's, it's, it's a lot of food it's a lot of if you, yeah. if you get one with everything a big ass piece of avocado rice beans chicken all that's where we're going <laughs> yeah we're gonna dice right now you know? right? so like I personally don't I, 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 I eat kids bowls yeah. do kids bowls I eat kids bowls I eat kids it's bowls literally like, that it's up. literally two perfect sizes because I'm not gonna say competitor's name, <laughs> but some other competitor is like say sometimes it, say I eat, it, I, eat say a li- it, say it, say nah, I eat a little bit more and then I throw the rest away. But yeah, like with y'all, it's like all right, like the perfect. Yeah, so I, I personally, I eat kids' bowl. I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> I weigh 100 fucking 80 pounds. I'm not like a little kid, you know. And I, eat, I eat. Oh, looks right here. Uh, right, my, my, friend, my friend, my friend, my friend Jake here uh, got a rice bowl since they give you a penny size worth piece of steak. Portions are worse than Chipotle. Wow. So, whatever. I always get concerned when I see these things. And it was Sunday during the hurricanes. I wasn't really doing shit. So, I started investigating and I found this order. 
Um, so I went back like an hour, two hours, and I, and I saw sometimes there's no Jake names because if they eat inside, they get a number or something like that. No. But he had takeout, so he had, his name was on the on the receipt. And I see it, and the fucking guy ordered uh, a wrap with uh, chicken and white rice. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, you feel like that, but you ordered a fucking wrap with chicken, chicken and rice. Chicken and white rice, yeah. What the fuck do you want? Like, how much <laughs> do you, you want the chicken to fill up for every other? You know, I'm giving you nine fucking veggies. You're not even putting beans in yeah. there, you know? You're not even putting avocado. So it's like, I can only give you such a so much white rice and so much you know so much steak and so much chicken you know steak portion is a little sm- smaller than, than the chicken portion it's just it's a market thing you know right. steak is a lot yeah. more expensive than i think some people have that mentality where it's like oh i'm not getting everything else so you got me with the the chicken right yeah, it, it, it doesn't it, make it doesn't make i mean to us it doesn't make sense but yeah that mentality is, it, it yeah, does flawed, you know, and, and, I, and we try to to instill in our training to like hey guys you know if someone orders this you give them more rice give more, even give them a little more yeah. steak but everything is portioned out because if we don't portion out there's no fucking control of course there's no control so like if you don't if you're that type of eater maybe sometimes dice isn't for you but it's also like he can relay that message hey guys you know tell him to put a little more rice or hey guys i only order this chicken and we, we will we will to uh those type of things okay. up, upon request but if it's automatic we're doing three four hundred orders a day these guys are just reading tickets they're yeah. not they're not like hey jake jake wants this sometimes we we do it the opposite way and we're like hey let's try to make this try to please this person and they're like hey you gave me too much food so it's like you don't win regardless <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> no it's real talk you, you don't you don't you don't win regardless <laughs> but then this fool is like you know Oh, I got a I got a rice burrito, and you know the portions are worse than fucking Chipotle. I'm like, motherfucker, you ordered <laughs> you ordered chicken and rice. You order your child. Wait, but now you know Dice does their due diligence and goes through the Yelp, goes back to the order, yeah. investigates, figures it exactly. out, finds a solution. No, I already apologized to him. Obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna swallow it. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, let me know what we can do for you. And yeah. and I already emailed me back. He hasn't emailed me again. I'm like, I'm willing to give him free food. I'm like, hey, come, come yeah. check it out again. You know, I don't want you to be upset because the end of the day, you're spending you're spending your money yeah. there. You and know? if he's going out of his way to write on Yelp, that means. I still think you're a fool, but, <laughs> right. but I, won't, I won't tell you that. But but um, but well, you just did, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jake, Jake, Jake from State Farm. Uh, Jake, right? Uh, well, yeah, man. If you want to uh, plug in your social media, oh, yeah. Dice. Dice. Oh yeah, our social media is it's pretty simple. It's just at Dice Food. Okay. Um, Facebook and Instagram. We don't we don't do Twitter. I feel like yeah. Twitter's making a comeback, but kind um, of. But I mean, as a brand, I mean, if but, you want to have Twitter wars with yeah, with like other with other brands. But to me, it's kind of like yeah, it's, nah, it's it. I don't really fuck with Snapchat. I don't even personally. I don't fuck with Snapchat. No nah, more, so nah. it's just, you know, it's, Instagram. Instagram is our main. Yeah. It's, it's Instagram, and then you know, obviously Facebook is linked to Instagram, so it's real right. simple to, to to maintain both. At Dice Foods and all the DJs when you're in Miami. Oh yeah, I mean that's where I try we'll to take, take you. We'll, I mean we'll take. Well, I, everybody wants to go to the big known everyone hefty spots, but I'm Legendary. like, yo, I'm trying to stay. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta go to Dice, bro. Yeah, Di- Dice is on the list. Ne- yeah, next out of town, guess we'll take him out there. That Sit is. on the green chair. The next one, the next one's on us when you when you bring the. Right, let's ride right now. <laughs> All right, semi radio part two recorded at <laughs> on location. <laughs> on location, we out. Peace.